I got the horses in the back. Horse tag is attached. Coming on Eileen and the black hat. Bat. Bat. I found the black well. bat. His name is Bruce Wayne, and he likes to bring the pain, but I'm a fucking creepy clown, and I'm a get him again. Can't nobody are, fight the Batman. Are you saying that Lil Nas is the Joker? Yeah, dog. He's a little psychopath. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh till I can't no more. The way he became famous is the most buckwild thing. He started a Nicki Minaj stan account on Twitter and then fucking after he accumulated enough people did a bait and switch and put out Old Town Road and then spent like 48 like fucking several weeks trying to turn his song into a meme instead of being a normal artist. God, he's so good at understanding people. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time, it's time, it's time for a load. And I'm talking about a load, a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet featuring the two Best damn man of all time, and I'm talking about that man named Blake Tanner. He comes <laughs> out to the show and he always returns. <laughs> they call him he, oh. the B, it's he to the L A K E. And I'm gonna go down to that old Scott <laughs> Moe, and it's oh, the God. S Scotty Moe. We have we changed the song. It's a different song. What song is it? Is a, and then I'm gonna. Well, I was gonna. <laughs> well, no, we could just turn it into rock star. <laughs> That's what it is. It turned into rock star. <laughs> hey, hey, this is a load of BS. Oh, uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to a load of BS. I'm trying something different. I'm actually welcoming people in a in a calmer way. Oh, okay. We don't scream. Now, wait, hold on. <laughs> Last week, we tried a calm little ASMR thing, and that did not work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No! Sure are you? So, Blake, something happened. Something happened. You ready? What? 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 What happened? Ah! Oh, wait, well, this is an audio medium. I got married! Oh, and I also can't see your fucking video. Oh, so <laughs> that's right. I assume you held your ring up. Yes! <laughs> like, you asshole. Like Gollum. Just <laughs> like, yeah! Uh, congratulations. I got married in what was the weirdest ceremony of all time. It took place in her living room. Oh, did it still have the bed? Uh, the bed, I believe, was still in there. <laughs> um, and uh, it was done by my hairdresser, so that's just the kind of wedding I had. But I like I would... that. I could, I mean, I could have done it. Yeah, well, you got me the... ordained. <laughs> I did get you ordained. I want to more discuss the honeymoon because mm, I heard you had a good time. Well, as I established last week, I'm on the ketogenic diet, which means that I can't eat 
garbage. Well, that diet got quickly broken uh, as we went to Birmingham, Alabama for our... I don't know why, of all honeymoon spots, we were like, let's go to the place we go literally every other week. Uh, Because it's cheaper and can be, if you know the right place, just as fun as Atlanta. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to immediately disagree because we went to Atlanta on Sunday and it blew the rest of the weekend out of the water. But I've never been that impressed by Atlanta. But all right, we can agree to disagree. So, well, you just wait till Dragon Con and I'm gonna teach you how to pop it off in a, in the ATL. But uh, you are you a Postmates boy? Have you? I guess you don't travel enough to really indulge in Postmates or Uber Eats or anything like that. No, and most of the time I go to where the food is. I yeah. prefer eating where it is. Well, when it's eleven o'clock and you're just in a hotel room, a very very nice hotel room that I feel I spent a bit too much on, given I only spent one night in there. Uh, <laughs> You just don't want to drive anywhere. You just want to order something off of Uber Eats and get it delivered to you. Cut to 1 a.m. in the morning. She's asleep. Mm -hmm. I have ordered from, like, an Italian restaurant. I go downstairs, and there are still people down there. I guess they want people monitoring the desk at all times. And the way I found that out was I went to look at their, like, little bar of snacks and stuff as I was waiting, and I just heard, Oh, boy, you rocking that look today, baby! Yes! Oh, the late-night people that stay at hotel desks are my favorite. One and I... I just turned, because I'm, like, wearing blue leggings, a blue scarf, and he's just like, yes, bitch, that is my favorite color, yes, honey! And I'm like, this is all I needed to keep me going. Um, So cut to me receiving what I ordered from the Italian restaurant, which I have kept a secret up until this point. From who? From yeah, from you, from the audience, from my God, from everybody. Is it? Uh, is it? Hold on, quick, quick aside. Is it a secret if you planned on telling people you just haven't gotten around to it yet? No, no, no. Like I, I want to. It's, it's. I was burying the lead on purpose because of just you will not be able to guess what I ordered. I will start with the first part, which was I ordered a Parmesan pretzel. Okay, but- let's get Parmesan. Yes. It, was it just a bunch of Parmesan? Was there even a pretzel? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, firstly, they fucked that up because they just gave me a cinnamon pretzel instead with a cup of cake icing. And I demolished that. <laughs> but, you put some Parmesan on it, though, right? Yeah. Here's the secondary thing I ordered, Blake Tanner. A cookie dough pizza. <laughs> And I know what you're thinking. That sounds like, oh, maybe just a cookie like, cake. No, no, no. It, it's the cold, it's the cold stuff, right? It's <laughs> you rocking the cold stuff. Um, firstly, I don't know how they allowed a pizza to keep the consistency of cookie dough. But here's what I received: a sad white pizza dough crust with dollops of cookie dough all over it and bacon there was just bacon on there i don't feel that 
And I don't know if it was because it was late at night or because I was just getting off of keto where I was allowed to eat nothing. But all I could think was, this is the greatest thing I've ever had in my entire life and I feel more ashamed with every bite I take. So it was... It was not even... When you tell me you got a cookie dough pizza, I thought it was just a bunch of cookie dough that was pizza shaped. Not, it's a, it's not just like, it's kind of a pizza, but instead of pepperonis, we put some hunks of that cookie dough you crave. Well, not only that, instead, my favorite was the fact that, like, there's no sauce, there's nothing but cookie dough, I believe honey, maybe, and bacon. Just fresh from the fucking oven bacon. Oh, I forgot they put some of that good crackly pork on there. (laughs) I forgot they, of course they put bacon on it. It's 1am. Bacon is complimentary at 1am. I felt stoned even though I had not had any weed. I was just like, I I guess I am because I'm enjoying it. Because it was like every bite I would take a savory sweet adventure in my old mouth hole. And I was coming out fine on the other side. This weekend was a weekend of food experimentation, Blake Tanner. Which continued... Uh. The now, following. Okay, okay. Real quick, one more quick aside. You did say that you... So so what you're saying is you took that... You're gonna take your cookie dough pizza down your old mouth hole. You're gonna eat till you can't no more. No, stop! I'm you're gonna take that eat. cookie dough pizza down the old, old mouth hole. I'm gonna chew till I can't no more. And then his jaw broke off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm ashamed to admit how much of that pizza I ate, which was... All of it. No, three-fourths of the pizza, and then the last two slices, I just picked the cookie dough off and ate raw. So... I'm gonna be honest, if I ordered a cookie dough pizza and I got the monstrosity you were describing, I would have just eaten the cookie dough. (laughs) I'm, I mean... Whenever I break keto again, we may have to do this, because I really want you to understand what I went through that night and the emotions that went through my veins. Um, But speaking of food experimentation, let's cut to... Also, weird. the weirdest thing in the world to me is the fact that we went to a very luxury, fancy rooftop bar that, like, had an amazing view of Birmingham... Uh, luxury cocktails, and after that experience, my body went, that's not your place. Your place is the cookie dough pizza shame hut, and that's where you live now. But let's cut to the And that's where he died. (laughs) So let's cut to the next day where we woke up and decided to go to Melt, which was a truck. When we were in college, it was just a truck, but it is now transformed, not like, not unlike Optimus Prime, into a full building. They, they've had the full building for a while, but God, I remember that melt truck back in the day saved my life. Yeah. What did you get from the melt truck? What was your go-to? There were so, only like three things. It, yeah, I think I just got, didn't they have a grilled cheese that had Parmesan in it? Because that, it was yeah, that. They had that. They also had the buffalo chicken melt, which was 
everything that I lived for. Yeah. Which well, is just two buffalo chicken strips <laughs> between some bread and cheese. Yeah. Well, cut to what they've done now, which has gone buck-fucking-crazy, because I go in there, I get a margar- uh, Strawberitaville cocktail, which is just a strawberry margarita with jalapenos in it. Very good. And then they deliver unto us our appetizer, which was, in fact, Blake Tanner, just an egg roll filled with macaroni and cheese. They just took an egg roll, cocked it open, and just layered cheese in it constantly, and I'm unashamed to say that I ate almost the whole plate and let Emily have one. Uh, Of course you did. God, what has life come to? Well, I want that egg roll. Um, It's very... Well, hold on. Let's also follow up with what I had after the egg roll, which was a grilled cheese with more macaroni and cheese inside of it. I just had nothing but macaroni and cheese the whole weekend, basically. That was my entire adventure through life. Well, you know, that's, um... That's just kind of how where you are right now, and I respect that. Yes. So, uh, how'd your week go? Um, I am going to be uh, a renter soon. I oh, that's right. A security deposit down on an apartment with my good friend Michael, and that's happening. Not really much funny that happens. <laughs> just that, like, I'm Not gonna be. Re- not a real goof adventure there. I mean, that's the adventure. Haven't gotten around to it yet. Just kind of waiting for the move-in date. I hope you're not tired of, like, these walls behind me, because they're going to change eventually. Um, the dog is staying. Oh, oh, the dog is staying there? No, oh, that he's dog. staying with me. <laughs> okay. He, him, that guy right there? Yeah. Now, my dog, who has lived here not here, here, but with my parents. She's probably gonna stay because she okay. she's old. She needs a she needs a stable situation. As opposed to the fucking party fuckhouse that Blake Tanner's going to be constructing. Yeah, baby. Um, also, can I just say we I did probably the most on brand BS thing ever this weekend. Okay, I'll tell you or tell me after I tell you my Wayfair story. Uh, okay, okay. Because, um, now, the one thing that did happen is we were searching for apartments and stuff, because we've been looking for a while. We've also been searching for furniture that we can put in. And this is not just going to be some, you know, fine uh, thrift store furniture that we find that I've furnished most of my life with up until this point. We went on Wayfair, we were looking, we found a flash sale for a couch loveseat set that's normally like... $500 that they put marked down on a flash sale to like 170 Yeah. And we snatched that up. We bought it. It was bought, signed, and paid for. And then Michael's mom, whose account we used, gets an email from Wayfair that says, Yo, uh, that stuff you bought for real cheap? That was our bad. That wasn't supposed to be marked down, so I guess we'll give you the money back, I guess. Oh, shit. But 
yeah, you're not going to be getting that cool furniture because we fucked up. Yeah. Sorry. That's fair. That's way fair. Um, Cut to my experience this weekend of getting possibly the fanciest thing I've ever owned because now we're decanter twins because I wanted decanter with a massive logo on the side that just says Dave and Buster's. Our buddies, old Dave and Buster, they gave me a gift, and it was a decanter set. Oh, that's great. That's good. It'll go with my Dave and Buster shot glasses and my Dave and Buster's wine cup that I have right above me. My favorite thing about it is, like, you you know old Dave and B. They'll usually just give you, like, here's the cup, leave This came in, like, a leather suitcase that, like, it looked like I robbed them. It looked like I walked up to them and said, put all the money in this briefcase and then ran out. Like, I, it's the most buckwild thing I own and I'm so proud I got it. Put the fucking decanter in the basket. Put the decanter. I felt so bad because... Emily, at that point, was just like, we've been walking all fucking day. I'm going to go over here onto this chair and just rest for a few. Do whatever you want. And I'm like, oh, it, it won't take me more than five minutes. Cut to me going over to that monster jackpot ball drop game and uh, playing it for a solid 30 minutes because I ended up getting a bonus ball that dr- kept just kept dropping and winning me more tickets. Bonus ball! Bonus, bonus, bonus ball! Hey, Gazi, how's it going? Oh, so... I, well, not only is Gazi here, everybody's here, Blake, and they want to see us become famous. They want to see us be big boys with big wallets. So, what's our idea? How are, wh- what's our new plan for this week? What's our new scheme to help get rich quick? Well, Scotty, I don't have one of those. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I have something a little bit more reminiscent of older BS that I think we can expand into something more uh, along the lines of uh, a periodic show, an episodic show that we can bring back, and that is the old idea of BS Versus. Oh, you mean the thing that's now a book series? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um. Now, originally it was just going to be like, we found two things and we kind of pit them against each other in a fun way, and right. in different fun ways. This time... I want to take something that I've only experienced for a week, and I'm going to have to take the momentous task of being the defense attorney for Planet Fitness. Oh, okay. I liked it. I thought you were going to be like, I'm going to be the defense attorney for Cookie Dough Pizza. Scotty, your thoughts? thoughts. Not, not quite yet, but I've started my, um, I started a, what do you call it? The thing where you subscribe to a membership. Yes. That's it. Uh, I started my membership this week. I just got back from there today. And so do you know how in old sci-fi shows and stuff, there was this trope of like, say the crew of the Enterprise in Star Trek, like those few people would be used to represent the entirety of humanity to some big alien that was going to kill them if they were bad. Right. Um, 
And I am going to do that same thing with this one singular Planet Fitness. Okay. That is going to represent all Planet Fitnesses. And once we reach a verdict here, that cannot be changed. Okay. Um, can I, can we turn this into a TV show like Star Trek, where all of these are our main characters? This is our, fr- this is friends, but fitness. This is fit friends. <laughs> I mean, I guess that one of the main characters then is going to be me, John Q, like, the main character of an anime who just started, like, a new school. Except yes. it's a new gym. That's what it is. You're the new kid showing up, and so everyone's just like, what's up with the new kid? And you got to <laughs> prove to them that you're cool. Yep. And so first, let me quickly go through what I noticed and what I can compare a Planet Fitness to to other gyms I've been to. The equipment is great. You know what? People will shit on it because they don't have um, barbells or squat racks. And that's about the only thing that they don't have. The only thing that I'm not willing to budge on is the fact that they don't have squat racks. But it's all purple, Blake. I ain't no sissy who needs purple weights. I want to be chrome in the middle. <laughs> I need middle weights. I'm big hey, boy. Hey, hey, bud. Hey, Otis. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You you know my favorite color is purple, right? You piece of shit. Hey, hey listen here, you 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 pale round boy over there. <laughs> That's my favorite documentary series, Pale Round Boy. <laughs> um, all right. So okay. it's great. Gazi, I would like to. Gazi says that Planet Fitness is not a gym, and I would like to see your arguments as to why and what makes a gym a gym. Scotty, what makes a gym a gym? What makes a gym a gym is the birth name James and the uh, lack of time. Also, if you could get in there and you could get the work done, it's you a gym. You fucking do. They have. Scotty, do you remember the number of machines they had at our rec and, like, the number of different, um,. Like, the free weight section, it's great. The free weights go up to, like, 115 pounds. The dumbbells do. Yeah. But, so, like, okay. I could do everything. A dumbbell deadlift is fantastic. I actually like doing those compared to a barbell deadlift. Because it's okay. like doing a, um, this is way too technical. I was like, this is not a fitness podcast. <laughs> okay, so set the scene. First episode of Fit Friends, we see our main character, Blake Tanner, nervously mm-hmm. fingering his gym bag, making sure he okay. has... Ev- I'm sorry. Fingering through his gym bag, making sure he has everything prepped and ready for his first day at gym. So, the mentor-type character, his name is gonna be Trey, because he- Trey is the dude that got like gave me my tour. Because once you start, they give you a tour and everything, and it's great. And um, so you got Trey, he's like, alright, so you ready to start? I'm going to show you whatever we got. Come down this hallway, and he takes me down essentially this corridor of um, treadmills. And so it goes treadmills in the back, um, like bike workouts in the front. And there's probably about a good two dozen of those that go, or maybe even more, the length of this gym. Okay, so if we're continuing this anime parable, Mm -hmm. Trey 
definitely does her back handspring as like everything around him looks foggy as he comes up to you and is like, Hello and welcome to the Planet Fitness. Let me show you it. He's gonna be he's so extremely strong that he like clasps me on the shoulder and it smashes me down to the ground because he doesn't know his own strength. Yeah, no, 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 that's what it is. He, like, pats you on the shoulder, but as he does, your body fucking shoots into the earth. (laughs) And, you know, first we go, after that, we get to see that, and they have rowing machines. So that's all I fucking need. God, I love rowing machines. Purple rowing machines, too. Can we have a uh, can we have a rowing machine boy like someone who becomes your rowing uh, I'm gonna say your rival the Gary Oak to your to your um, Terry Pokemon <laughs> Hey Ash you gonna row today Too bad I've already got all the machines booked Yeah yeah he's stretched out between the four machines rowing back and forth <laughs> He's r- <laughs> He's just rowing with different parts of his body on four machines. He's got, like, each arm has a different machine and each leg has one, too. So he's doing this awful octopus of rowing. Yes, exactly. Also, Gazi in chat is still not giving up on this uh, because he is bringing up that at Planet Fitness, there is no grunting. They have a rule that you can't put more than four plates on machines. They have an air raid siren that se- that goes off if you lift in a way that's intimidating to others. Hey, hey boss, f- fun fun fact. Yeah. They don't give a fuck about that there. They have it. They have it sitting up. And at peak hours, do you know what it sounds like in a Planet Fitness? A fucking gym. Yes. Not it's only d- that, fun fact, do either of us, or I'm gonna throw you in there, Gazi, that any of the three of us seem like people that could ever lift in a way that seems intimidating to others. Yes. Yeah. No, there's so many fucking people, and this is the, like, one of them is going to be the judiciary for all Planet Fitnesses, because this is mine. Oh, okay, there are many like it. Yeah, this, this is, is why mine. I had to bring that up. Um, because nobody gives a fuck. They don't care, as long as you're not actively intimidating people, which is something that'll get you kicked out of any gym. Yeah, and- can we, uh, can we have a character in the show that's like that, who runs in, grabs the weights, and then just fucking starts windmilling with yep. them? And his name will be Seth. His name is Gazi. <laughs> <laughs> um, true facts. But... Funnily enough about that four plates, um, there aren't many machines that have, like, plates, like, that we would put, like, a 45-pound, um, plate on, except for the Smith machines. My first fucking day in there, I saw this hoss, who is the size of a house, looked like he could deadlift a thousand of me with one arm. He was an actual Viking. Yes. And it was a real Viking experience, Viking, yes. Very Viking experience, yes. We'll go to that joke. Um, and he was doing fucking straight leg deadlifts on a Smith machine. And I was like, that fucker has five plates. Oh, no. Should I tell someone? No, because you know what? That's when I realized, oh, they really don't give a shit. What if, wait, hold on. What if you're the Planet Fitness that breaks all the rules and they're edgy and that's the plot of the series is that you have to try to avoid getting caught by real Planet Fitness. Yes, this is the, this is the Planet Fitness. 
That's the rebel. It's the rebel fitness. Wait, wait. No, no, no. It's not even a fuck. This is not a show. This is a movie. It's the bird cage, but with lifting. So like fucking Viking boy. <laughs> like, oh, no, tonight the CEO of Planet Fitness is coming in. We have to pretend like we're not all just dope lift beasts. Terry, what are you gonna do? And he gets up and he just like puts on a tuxedo and is daintily lifting a five pound weight. He does it with the same like serious stone faced expression though. God, I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Terry, lift. Terry, no, Terry, 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 you gotta calm that down. Mm. Mm. Quite all right. Sorry about that, sir. Yes, mm, that, yes. that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, my good man, yes. I uh, I do enjoy working the wrists out as it is. <laughs> now, the, the practices of Planet Fitness may be pretty predatory in the fact that it's so fucking cheap. And yeah. I can get literally any machine that I want. They have more machines than we had at our rec center at UAB. That's impressive. Yes, and they have... Basically everything. They have a lot more core stuff that you can work on a machine, which is nice, but they also have an area where you can do, like, free weights and core. So, like, you can do planks and shit. Okay. All in all, my perception of Planet Fitness has been changed so much by actually going to one. And I think that if I were to be that new schoolboy in the Planet Fitness with this really weird administrator that's probably got, like, a really big mustache, and he's actually... <laughs> No, he's just gonna be the major from Full Metal Alchemist with the muscles. Oh, okay, okay. Yep, he's gonna be that guy. Major Armstrong, I believe his name was. And he's going to, um, keep us safe from all of the bad planet fitnesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even Ghazi is saying that he, you must be at Rebel Fitness, which is definitely the name of the movie, because <laughs> the two yep. near him are strict as hell. My original idea I came up with was that a big gym moves into town and starts stealing away, and so you got to fight back against them until I realized, oh, that's just the plot of Dodgeball. I'm making Dodgeball now. And the problem is, like, they already can do that because they're so cheap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's like, if I'm getting as good of, if not a better experience than I would at everywhere but Lifetime Fitness. And yes. Lifetime Fitness is like $80 a month. It's it's a buck wild place. Okay, so Rebel Fitness opens. We've still got you being there. You're kind of, uh, I, I think the best person to compare you to, if we're going to the dodgeball comparisons, you're the Justin Long who's the very young upstart <laughs> and you're All the right. but you're the one who unites everybody to fight against them fight against the main planet fitness so uh, i mean let's... i'm honored that you put me in such a, a pivotal role such a sacred role <laughs> the justin role <laughs> so the main i think the ending of the movie it has to, it, it, I feel like it will have that birdcage feel of, like, everything starts falling apart at once, and where do we go from there? Do we have... It's gonna we... be like, um, at, at the end, like, closer to the end of the Harry Potter series, when, um, they have to have a new headmaster for reasons... If you don't know the end, what happens in the sixth book of Harry Potter, I cannot help you. Um, if, you if that means they've never been on the internet. Yep. So, after Dumbledore dies, 
After Dumbledore just bites a big dick and leaves. Um, shit gets bad because they have to replace him. So in in Rebel Fitness, like the big muscly administrator, the guy, the general manager of this Planet Fitness. I mean, he can he doesn't have to die. He can just kind of be fired. Yeah, he would be fired because of what had happened, I think. And then everyone gets weak. <laughs> everyone suddenly... Because no one can afford the great prices that Planet Fitness has anymore. And then... I don't know. There's got to be some way you guys make money <laughs> and somehow can buy the rights to that gym away from Planet Fitness. I'm thinking some sort of tournament with a monetary prize perhaps um of maybe like a sport that you know not a normal one like baseball or something but like no. a smaller oh. lesser known sport <laughs> perhaps involving dodging of balls no stop <laughs> stop this is, this, this is just dodgeball <laughs> the boss a rebel fitness story um i actually think it would be like some kind of no it doesn't even have to be something that involves fitness it's probably just like a fucking it's one of those contests where you have to keep your hand on the same on something for the longest time and it's the person that keeps their hand on the gym it's like at a ripley's believe it or not where there's the sink of ice-cold water, like outside the Titanic. Whoever can keep their hand in the longest wins the gym. Uh, yep. Oh, wait, and... wait! That's that's where you come in! That's yes. what... Because, like, everyone else is like, oh, I needs to be a fitness competition. And they're like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do... And it's some weird, like, endurance thing or something like that. And that's where Blake Tanner comes into play. And that's where Blake Tanner wins. It's a hot pepper eating contest. It's a spicy pepper eating contest. Yep, that's it. And that's our hit film, Dodge the Balls, a Rebel Fitness story featuring Hot Pepper Boy. <laughs> I'm Hot Pepper Boy. Also, fun story from today. I was um, getting out of the shower, which is complimentary. I didn't even get to tell my fucking shower story. I mean, that that's not... I mean... This... Well, I will say, um, when I got there, I found out they had showers. I was very happy. I did ask where they keep the towels... And they did look at me and say, we have towels for sale. Oh, uh, that sounds like Planet Fitness, yeah. That, that's the most Planet Fitness thing I've run into. And I was like, okay, you know, fuck it. It's $5 for a towel. Um, so I was like, I'll just use, this will be my gym towel. Um, Scotty, what I got was a towel that felt like it was made out of goat cheese. You got a towelette. I got... I got a full-size towel. I got a towel that felt like it was made of petroleum jelly. I, I got a towel that constantly felt like it was damp, but was <laughs> not damp. I, I got a towel that dries me about as well as those horrible brown paper towels that you get at, like, really bad rest areas that don't dry you. It was about the same as that. It felt icky 
Oh God, why? I've never. Have you ever bought something and then like you planned on throwing it away and saying, "No, I just paid good money for this," but then you realized. Yeah, I did pay good money for this, but I am never actually going to use this again. Yeah. It's actually already wasted. And I was saying that as I had already left the towel in the garbage can. Yes. Well, Blake, I think you need to get you a good towel. And that yeah, means... also, uh, I almost set the place on fire today. Okay, cool. Well, you want to go to the <laughs> shell station to get some money to pay for your crimes? Yep. Ding, ding. <laughs> The, uh, the hair dryer was broken and the heating element set almost set the thing on fire. So I turned it off and threw it away. Patreon.com slash load of BS. <laughs> That's the website where you can support us. You can give back to the show. You get access to our exclusive Discord where you can hang out and chat with us. You can uh, get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week like the Patreon saint of the BS. Deborah and Scott Moore, mom and dad. And of course... The first mate himself, Salty Frank of the Seven Seas, ladies and gentlemen. And then, of course, in addition to all that, you get access to our brand new show. You pay- Well, it's two months old at this point, but there's only two episodes. It's true. We gotta get to the third episode. Uh, the brand new show, You Paid for This, where me and Blake sit down and just watch real garbage dookie films and then commentate over them and uh this month we're actually going to be doing ready to rumble with our fight boys co-host the dylan so make sure to subscribe to our patreon to check that out but blake what if what if they're a little bit more greedy what if we need something to entice them to give us that that sweet cash well, why don't we give them something for them giving us cash? Cash. Why don't we? Why don't we commence in the exchanging of goods like a good capitalist society? Yeah. So why don't we go to merch? Yeah. Dot a load of yeah. pure BS dot com. Yeah. Merch dot a load of pure BS dot com. That is where you can buy all of our shirts. We got t-shirts everywhere. We got strange things as well. We got posters up now if you're a Fight Boy fan. Uh, opposite Attractions. Uh, fun Fiction. We have shirts for both of those shows that Scotty's on and I'm not. Uh, and we also have BS posters as well. So we've got posters for a load of BS as well. Oh, I want to see which ones we have. Oh, I like the... You should put. You should put up just a... Make a post, a terror poster that's just my face again. Oh, it's just a big, pa- a big picture of Blake, and you could just buy that and hang it in your room. God, Scotty, why is this Stranger Things T-shirt a thing? Which one? Let me let me see if I can. Oh God, I forgot I made this. <laughs> what the, f- buddy? We need to talk. <laughs> It's so good, though. It's not. You guys need to be watching on YouTube just to get access to this good shirt. It's so good. We also, if you go and click in the misc section, we have great things like our BS Tumblr. We have a great tank top, and we have the BS Boozy Sippy Cup, which I'm just going to need to fill up right now to forget about what I just saw. I hope you know I've just been zooming in mm. on the picture of you and the Stranger Things, like, this whole time. Jesus Christ. Oh, that's all available at merch.alone.purebs.com.
I'm waiting for a notification that just says, like, Gazi has purchased the Stranger Things shirt. Ladies and gentlemen, the following event is scheduled for one clusterfuck and is set to occur in Birmingham, Alabama. Introducing first, he is the bearded man from the Badlands, the absolute Badlands, Scotty Moore! And in the other corner, sporting the modest, plaid on plaid on plaid, the man with the plaid crown, the plaid is plaid on the plaid, the man who knows nothing about wrestling and everything about plaid, Blake Tanner. I'm sorry, was I supposed to do something there? I thought this was just you two. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, that's Dylan. Hey, and Dylan. Then, <laughs> and we are the Fight Boys, and it's a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. Make sure to check us out, because when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life! What? I tried so Since we hard talked to about vaguely uh, like, new idea, Fitness is fucking good. Please. And I'm like, no, we, that's not what this show's well, about. The thing like, is, you have to find a Rebel Fitness. And also, I didn't get, to, I would have talked about it in the first segment, didn't have a lot of time. What's your thing, buddy? My thing this week is, uh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to have to do something that the internet told me not to do, Blake. Okay. Because I seem to, I seem to tweet. This morning, I woke up, it was a tweet with a letter from them good old Russo brothers, the Marvel men, mm-hmm. that said, hey, fuck you, don't spoil this movie, people are waiting for it, hashtag, don't spoil the end game, but... Because, like, yeah, end game, a very big story that's broken that a lot of spoilers are out for it, so, Gazi, watch out. Yeah, well... See, that's the thing, Blake. Me and you, we've already, with our luxury BS brand, we've gotten to sit down and watch all of Endgame. We've seen it, and... Hey, wait, Scotty, before we talk about what we actually saw... Well, let me just spoil it real quick. Do you think that, like, once once they posted it, they, it, they were just seeing, like, the six months of people speculating that Ant-Man would just go up Thanos' butt and expand? Because I think we need to... We need to bring it around to that because that is what happened. Well, no, no, that was that was from the. Uh, I, uh, apparently, you went to a different cut than I did because with me, they came out before and were like, "Hey, look, we've been showing people all day videos of Ant Man going up Thanos' <laughs> ass and saying that's how it ends. That's not how it really ends." And they were like, "You get it," and I was like, oh, "Okay, cool, thanks." So, <laughs> or what? That's really weird because that's what they told me. When they gave it to me, they said, all right, we're going to be spending out. Scotty, they boomed us because they told me they were going to be sending out a different ending than oh, what I was going to see. So, well, the what's end- the real ending? What's the real ending? Well, see, the ending was my. Well, I mean, the whole plot of mine was pretty buck wild because, as we all know, uh, the one person you really never expected to be your main character. I mean, the comics people knew it, but it was, of course, Nebula. Mm-hmm. Coming back mm-hmm. to to beat up her father, uh, Thanos. What I didn't really understand though was like the thirty minute period where she had to win a lip sync competition, and she was just really going through a lot of emotional trials. To uh, yeah, well, that's actually that's really the greatest thing about um, her backstory is all of her daddy issues at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because and she really like. 
I thought it was really interesting that they expanded the song Daddy, Why Did You Eat My Fries from Adventure Time with Finn and Jake (laughs) to be a 30-minute lip-sync version that's just for Nova and Thanos. Daddy, why did you kill my sister? (laughs) Daddy, why did you horribly mutilate me? Um, what, see, that, and that then was... you ate my fucking fries, dude. <laughs> well, the worst part about that was the fact that Thanos kept using the time stone to turn back and force us to rewatch this one minute clip of her lip syncing over and over and over again. Yep. It happened for 30 minutes. And I was, um, there was a point where it did just jump cut to, um, the rest of the Avengers, like Tony, Cap, and Thor, were just kind of chilling in a room. Like, they were in the shawarma restaurant. They were yeah, just yeah. eating shawarma. It would cut between that because they were just having a normal conversation. It was just the clip from the end of the Avengers <laughs> <laughs> spliced into the movie itself. Oh, um, God. Okay, so I feel like the weirdest twist for me was the fact that it was revealed that no one was actually snapped out of existence. They were snapped into an alternate universe where they had to... I don't know why I just keep going back to singing competitions, but I really do enjoy this concept of... Coming this summer, Pitch Perfect 4, starring Spider-Man, Star-Lord, Groot, and basically everyone they thought was not important enough to be That's an endgame. game. They got snapped into a universe where Marvel comics exist. Oh, shit. Yes. And they became the Pugist celebrities. The Pugist celebrities. The Pugilist celebrities. They punched each other. They were boxers. (laughs) Okay, can we just imagine this? Because I really enjoy this world. Because I'm fairly sure Star-Lord would immediately go on to become a rock star. Spider- Spider-Man would become an actor because I think he would nervously walk onto a movie set and they would just be like, all right, it's time. And he's like, wait, 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 what? What? Hold on. (laughs) And then he's forced to be in the film because that's what happens on movie sets. Exactly. That's what happened to Michael Sarah. Yes, exactly. That's thank you for pointing out the joke I just stole. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, so. Let's start from the beginning of Avengers Endgame. Okay. Everyone's... So Tony Stark is stuck in space and he dies. Yes, yes, because, like, that's one of the things that they don't tell you. Because, like, a lot of times they'll edit things in and out of trailers to trick you in the future. They keep editing in Tony Stark because he's really dead through the whole film. They do... And it's really great the way that they did it, because they did just have RDJ be there for all of that, and they made him a little bit more opaque, because Iron Man is a ghost. (laughs) Oh, that's right, that's my favorite part, was the fact that Iron Man comes back as a ghost, but he still has the Iron Man suit. And that's the thing, you don't realize he's a ghost until halfway through the movie. Because, like, you just think people are ignoring Iron Man, which is the weirdest thing. Yeah, exactly. And then in the ultimate battle, we're skipping ahead a little bit, but in the ultimate battle, he does possess the body of Thanos and just take the glove off. Well, the weirdest, he snaps everybody back into existence, and he's like, all right, that's it. Oh, but one more thing. And then he snaps right in front of him, and, like, you see Tony Stark's body, like, 
start forming out of thin air. And as the body forms, you see like some energy going from Thanos over to Tony and Tony just like grabs the glove off. It's so amazing. Yes, exactly. He's such a smooth motherfucker. So I, I, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, he's just like one more thing snaps. And then a disco light comes <laughs> down and the hamster dance yep. starts playing and his ghost starts shucking and jabbing around. Um, that's actually what he does. Um, once he gets the glove, because Tony Stark, do- can we, can we get to the very end? Like the stinger at the end where Tony uh, the- Stark, of course, gets the infinity gauntlet and he goes mad with power. Yes, exactly. And he's just, it's a real Dark Phoenix situation of yep. him flying around through the skies, but he doesn't really understand how to use the power. Uh, I loved it when he turned the moon into a disco ball. That was kind of the, um, it's basically, the disco ending. You remember that scene in Iron Man 2 where he gets real drunk and starts using the Iron Man powers? Like, yeah, it's that, but now he has the Infinity Gauntlet, and he's going crazy. But that's not the end of the film. Did you leave the theater after that? No, no, no. It then cuts to every other member of the Avengers putting on the gauntlet and going mad with power in their own special way. Oh, is that what all the different endings were? Just how each avenger would go mad with power yeah yeah like a uh, rocket raccoon just like is blowing up buildings everywhere uh star lord like starts a dance party black panther gets it and is like with this snap of my finger scotty will never do that fucking accent on this show ever again and then he snaps and i'm no longer able to do it like is that now i i've not the movie has not come out it may have been an alternate ending <laughs> Um, so that, well, my favorite thing was when Cap got it, because he gets it last, and he's just like, come on, y'all, and he snaps everything back to normal because he's Captain America, the most white bread motherfucker. He he never does anything. He's like, wait, 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 hold on, one thing. And he snaps and he's John Cena now. He's John (laughs) Cena. He's just perfect John Cena. And he's like, all right, it's been a great ride with you. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna take the gauntlet with me, but it's, it's gonna be for your protection. And he snaps and he just goes back to 1945. Yeah. Um, can we just address the fact that it's definitely the Tony Stark in space situation it really did just become a remake of The Martian at some point with yeah. him just like shitting in pots and growing potatoes out of it? He tries to grow his own Groot. It doesn't work. No, he gets a. <laughs> He, I love how he calls it the doot. It's a little doot. The doot doot. It's a tiny skeleton. And that's the whole film is just that. <sighs> um, now, I felt bad because there was all this fanfare for Captain Marvel leading up into it. And then, you know, she just kind of sat home and played Mar- played the Mario Kart all day. And that was all she did. <laughs> she, played a lo- she played a lot of video games. She's like... As soon as she shows up, she has that fun scene with Thor where he says, I like her. And then she just, like, says, all right, y'all, I gotta go catch up on, like, 20, 30 years no. worth of video games. Uh-uh, no, Thor goes with her. Thor is there as well, and it's just like, oh, I'm sorry, is the battle beginning. 
Oh no, we've, I've been wrecking this bitch's ass at Mario Kart. Thor's got him, baby. Yep. And my favorite thing is like he doesn't even get up once the battle begins. He just sends his big fucking axe hammer to go deal with it. Mm-hmm. Do you know the weirdest part was when uh, old Deadpool showed up and just got into his wacky antics for a while. Like really, he bought- I thought <laughs> that was the tamest. Yeah. Old Deadpool showed up and was just like, hey, I'm wacky. I'm about to say fuck a lot in this Marvel movie. Ha-cha-cha-cha. And then he puts on the Infinity Gauntlet and jerks off with it. (laughs) And that's how that film works. And that's how it ended. (laughs) That's the end of the film. I am not gonna lie, if that was the way they decided to introduce Deadpool was in a post credit scene where, like, in the Avengers, like, vault, there's the fucking Infinity Gauntlet, and you just hear, like, <laughs> and then Deadpool fucking whistles, grabs it, and puts it on, and then just starts strutting down the road, that would be the perfect ending for me. I think it would be even better if, like, you think that he's going to use it for this horrible machination, and he does just, like, make a bunch of chimichangas appear. Yeah, and then he starts nomming on him, and that's the end of it. And then he looks back at the camera, holds up a finger to his mouth, and goes, shh. And the funniest thing is, Ant-Man is there, like, he's been watching um, Deadpool, and because Ant-Man is now played by Paul Rudd, they just have the greatest bro moment. Because I don't know if you've seen Ant-Man. I love Ant-Man. Um, it is just Paul Rudd being Paul Rudd, much like Ryan Reynolds is just De- Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. No, no, no. Here's what it is. Deadpool puts on the Infinity Gauntlet. And then all of a sudden, Ant-Man shows up and it's just like, I've been playing video games with Thor and Captain Marvel, but I can't let this stand. And then Deadpool... And then Deadpool says, what are you going to do? Jump up my ass? Yeah. No, no, yeah. Waka waka. <laughs> me, Deadpool. <laughs> no, Deadpool then, like, leans in and, like, is a... Whispers in fucking uh, Ant-Man's ear for a few. And then Ant-Man goes, are you, are you serious? Yeah. Okay. And then Deadpool snaps, and then the next thing you see is Ant-Man in a wheelchair going down God the slope. God damn down. it. I knew you were going to do the Mac and me thing. <laughs> and then Deadpool is Mac at the bottom of the ravine like, what's up? And then it just jump. it smash cuts to Conan O'Brien's face in the movie theater, and he just <laughs> screams, God damn it, and he runs out. And that's it. That's how Avengers Endgame ends. With Conan O'Brien running out of the theater. <laughs> Screaming in agony. The best thing is, it happens in real time, too. Like... The first time somebody caught it on camera when Conan was there, and they had they'd gone into the future to get that fucking clip. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also Batman was there, and he did all his crazy his crazy antics. I mean, he did for about two seconds, and then he did get dead. Do you have like? Is there anything about this film that would surprise you? <laughs> Because, like, at least with Infinity War, I was like, oh, well, the dust is a nice touch. I really enjoy this. This film, I'm like, 
time travel. I don't care. They're going to fix it. It's all going to be good, and then two of them will die. Like, it's... I wish that they had not gone the time... Like, the... Everyone guesses the time travel route. I actually... There was one of the theories, something you made a joke about earlier, that there were... Everyone that got snapped got snapped into an alternate universe. Oh, man. I so, fucking... like, to their perceptions... Like, to the people that got snapped at the end of Infinity War, it would be to them, like, everyone who didn't get snapped got snapped. That's some X-Men Days of Future Past bullshit. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. I enjoy this concept. They're all snapped into an alternate universe. In our universe, Thanos wins, kills everybody, and every MCU film from here on out is in the alternate universe. Or it's just Thanos-based. Yeah, or <laughs> Thanos goes to the market. Do, 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 do. Also, Boy, don't God... have the mustard I want. <laughs> now they do. Oh, I don't even know why I get out of the house anymore. And then he falls into a depression. <laughs> no, no, no. He's just like, no, I don't have a fucking rewards card here. Just take my, pa- take the payment. Come on, just take it. And then it's him just like having to deal with a fucking like. A self-automated checkout, and he's like, I've got all the bags in the area. It's there. Come on. Jesus Christ. I want to see Thanos dealing with more real-life issues. Yeah. <laughs> also, I-, I-, I hate how much of like the promotion has been around the Infinity Gauntlet when I'm like, wasn't it wrecked? Wasn't that whole thing wrecked at the end of the last movie? No, we're keeping it. It's fine. No, I fixed it. I I fixed it. I'm living in the Soul Stone now. That's where I'm at. Me, me, Thanos, this is my voice now. (laughs) This does bring a smile to my face. (laughs) This right here brings... I hope they remember you. (laughs) Only half of you will survive, Mr. Stark. Hey, you want to know what it cost? Cost everything. I didn't kill my daughter. It's me, Thanos. <laughs> uh, don't get near my ass, Ant-Man. <laughs> Where's that stinky Paul run at? He better not fly up inside of me. Oh, so that's all the spoilers. I think that's all that they told us we were allowed to spoil of Endgame was everything we just said. Which is really amazing because that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's just the tip of the... I mean, Batman comes out. I I really enjoyed when Crash Bandicoot closed land Thanos off the Empire State Building. I mean, I don't think it'll be too much of a stretch when I get to talk about how Nick Fury meets, um... (laughs) Um... David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff, yeah. And um, also Mace Windu. Oh, (laughs) Mace Windu and David Hasselhoff and fucking Nick Fury. And, like, the best thing is, like, Nick asks, hey, can I borrow that lightsaber? Yeah. He's like, yeah, sure. He looks at it and it's like, bad motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed the scene where where Spider-Man just kissed everybody and at the bottom at the bottom at the bottom of the screen just said tumblr and that was it (laughs) um i did also love when everyone who's played spider-man in the last 20 years got together 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, they they shot webbing at each other and just spun around in a circle singing Ring Around the Rosie. It was pretty weird at that point, but you know they made it work. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, Blake, we've spoiled the most anticipated movie of the past hundred years. We're probably gonna go to jail. But until then, what was awesome this week? Um, Scotty, what was awesome with me this week is... I had it. Oh, no. Um, Oh, do you know what I love that I found out I love? It's planning how I'm going to move into somewhere. Okay. Because, so, at the apartment that we've got, we know which one we're moving into. They're renovating it right now, which is great. It's going to be completely new. Also, renovated apartments. That's That's an honorable mention. Um, but... I got to see what my bedroom looks like, and I got the dimensions of it. And I'm like, oh man, I could do so much with just knowing these dimensions. What am I going to... Okay, I'm going to put the bed here, and I'm going to put my desk here, or I can put my desk here. Ooh, there's so many possibilities. I'm happy I'm not the only person who does this, because for me... I mean, you know me in planning. We go hand in hand. (laughs) (laughs) Most certainly, and... I think I love that because I maybe it's just planning that's awesome this week because I've done that. I planned out like the gym routine that I'm going to be going through. I planned out my workout plan. Like yeah. I planned all of that shit out this week. I'm so fucking I feel so fucking jazzed with it, man. Oh, my Google Calendar is just this beautiful array of colors and me knowing what I'm going to do at every single hour of the day. Like, you know, um, like in cartoons, they'd be like, this nerdy kid, he's going to do violin from 3.30 to 4.30 and then talk with his parents from 4.30 to 5.30. What a loser. He knows what he's going to do all the time. Now that, okay, I'm guy, adu- now that I'm an adult, I'm like, that's fucking awesome. I could just know. I don't have to worry about making decisions i've already made the decisions go past me yes exactly yeah planning stuff is amazing and if i want to do an anti-awesome thing it's when plans fall through because we were supposed to go to the stavia hills wingding on saturday and my child my future child was not having that because she just started kicking Emily straight down like in the worst part to be kicked in and Emily's like it's like I'm getting constantly kicked in the balls I don't want to go here just give me water and I'm like well fuck what are we supposed to do now um I will say you're about to have a child so get used to that feeling from everything I've heard what, getting kicked in the balls constantly? Um, yes. Uh, if that's how you feel when your plans fall through. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, my thing that was awesome this week was, in fact, done on the honeymoon weekend. And, oh, no, should you be talking and, about this? And, and, no, she's far too pregnant for that. <laughs> Anyways, no, we went to uh, Atlanta, which... It is, it is a burgeoning, like, amount of shit that you could do, and I always find something new to do in Atlanta. Um, honorable mention to the fact that they have a Think Geek store, which is amazing, and I did almost buy an Aquaman trident, just because that's the kind of human being I am. You know it. But, uh, no, at one point, Emily the whole day just kept saying, yeah, we can do this, we could do this, we have to go to Rira, though. I beg your pardon? We gotta go to Rira. 
Gago Rira, Rira, it has the best beer. And I'm like, what does that matter to you or me right now? And she's like, we have to go. They've got the best Guinness. They've got the best wings. We have to go. And so I went, okay, fine. So we went to this place called Rira, which is an Irish pub. Irish pub. Yep. I have it looked up right here. Uh, it is right off of the main, uh, str- main like, peach tree in downtown Atlanta. It's right off of Peachtree, which means I knew where everything was around it. And we walked in and Blake, they had a flight of scotch for $12. And this was not like the $20 flight of scotch at Disney World where they basically give you a mouth rinse in a plastic cup. No, you get three. I'm fairly sure they were like Two, two, two and a half ounce pours of scotch. And I went, oh, this is dangerous. And that's when you died, right? Because I stopped hearing from you after that. No, at that point, I was just kind of living my best life because I was also enjoying an Irish mule, which was fantastic. I've had, I had a bunch of good Irish mules this weekend, which I don't know. Have you tried old Conor McGregor's new whiskey? Old no. Pro- have you tried proper 12 yet? It's uh, it's actually very fucking good. I had it in an Irish mule at Twin Peaks, which, yes, was the first restaurant B and my wife ate at, was Twin Peaks. Now, she picked that one out, didn't she? Yeah, it was because when I went to Orlando, I got very drunk at that Twin Peaks and told her how good the wings were. And she was like, we have to go. And I'm like, it's like a Hooters. She goes, I don't care. I'll check them out with you. And I'm like, okay, baby, that's fine. But anyways, Rira, yeah, very, very good scotch, very good cocktails. And then I got a Nashville hot chicken sandwich. Oh, of course you did. Oh, my boy. it is. You know how, like... I, and this is no disrespect to Hattie B's. It's still probably my favorite restaurant of all time. Interestingly enough, though, we can get better hot chicken in Nashville. Yes. Well, not only that, like, Hattie B's is very much firmly hot. That is, if you come away from Hattie B's with a flavor, it's hot. Hot. Whereas this Nashville hot chicken, it did have the spice to it, but it was still just, like, good tasting, and I was very excited about that. So I appreciate that. If you're ever in Atlanta, and we will be for Dragon Con, go to Rira. We're probably going to go, and that will be the day that no one hears from Blake Tanner ever again. And that will be the day I die. Our pe- well, that may happen sooner, because um, my favorite beer garden in Birmingham, which is the only beer garden in Birmingham, is opening up next week. Oh, okay. It's reopening after the winter. So, Scotty, if you remember that great night that we had with Michael a few months ago. I mean, I remember the first half of it. Then at one point we walked down a burned down building, and then I remember going to a cigar shop. That's about it. I fucking love that. Brad Brock, we used to eat there all the time. It's the best beer garden experience in Birmingham. And... It's opening back up, and I'm going to be there on the day it opens. Yo, that's going to be very, that's going to be a good experience. But yeah, I feel like when we do Dragon Con, there has to be at least like one day where we just go to Peachtree, and then we die. Because <laughs> that's where the Vortex is, that's where, there's a, there's the Vortex, there's a stick, there's a 
Seven Eleven. Okay, there's just a bunch of really good shit on Peachtree that you can go do. But until then, Blakey T, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A10 on Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. I think my Resident Evil episodes that I was in have gone out. Um, I was just there for a little bit of commentary because we were just hanging out with Josh and BJ when they decided to record. And you can also find me at Planet Fitness. Fuck it. <laughs> And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy all my books on Amazon. Just look up Scotty Moore. You'll find that there. I was recently a guest on the Associates Anonymous podcast talking about my time working at Build-A-Bear Workshop. It was a super fucking awesome time. And they they donate to the Patreon now. So I was like, oh, hell yes. I have to shout out that show because it was very, very good. They got custom art done of me, which was buck wild but i was really hyphy to see it so make sure to check that out give those guys a listen and of course check out all the other bs network shows online at a load of pure bs dot com if you like fan fiction there's fun fiction if you like pro wrestling there's fight boys and many more and of course remember to support whether that be by donating picking up merch or most importantly just by leaving us a review on itunes it helps get us up the algorithm it would be honestly the best thing you could do at this point so thank you for that in advance and of course remember to find blake and me on twitter at a load of pure bs except no substitutes because we're gonna see you next hey, wait hold Rick. the fuck hold the fuck up oh what special thanks to tom mcguire and the brass holes for our theme song rick flair that you're about to hear in two seconds when scotty sends us out <laughs> listen, to, listen to tom mcguire and his brass holes He's got great brass holes. And uh, you can find Blake and me on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes, because we will see you next week.